Hello and welcome back to episode oh, they 11 that? of the PCP. Such a good fucking little ring to it. We just had a sweet treat with our friends rocking up. Look at Ethan's gay glasses, bro. Yeah, he's a bit of a fucking fag. <laughs> oh, can we say that? <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Anywho, what a sweet treat to the boys. Well, before they lure us away from our passion project. Yeah. We're gonna Disgusting. Be, we're going to be abducted shortly. Yeah, shortly. In like 20 <laughs> minutes where they're like, they'd be finished already, wouldn't they? Yeah. Be like, no, dude, shut the fuck up, bro. Um, what was I going to say? You're talking oh, about a fucking sweet treat. Thing. So after work on Thursday, so this is the first week I've ever had like worked full time in my life. I love it. Um, Money. Yeah, all I'm thinking about is cash, eh? All I'm thinking is like I want a day off But all I'm thinking of is like When it rains it pours You mm. know There's like a saying It's like when it rains You don't feel thimbles You feel buckets Yeah You know That's what I'm like Yeah That's what I mean And then I've been going to the gym Afterwards Because I'm like What you ask Out of your body Is what you'll receive mm-hmm. So even though I'm tired I'm like no okay And then On Thursday I was like exhausted I was like fuck I hope I'm not working Friday Please yeah. Then my work They don't have rosters You'll just get a text In the afternoon so, at like, I got home at, like, 3.30 at, like, quarter past four. See you tomorrow at 8.30. I'm like, fuck, dude. Damn it. Um, and then I go to the gym and I'm like, oh, I can't be fucked. I'm so tired. And then I see this TikTok. And yeah. it's like the angels above watching you push past your, you know, your trials <laughs> and all this stuff. And it's, fuck, it's hyped me up so much. Bloody. Right? So sick. I love TikTok. TikTok's the best app. Oh, on the Luke front, our old friend from a few weeks ago now, he's been going to the gym with me. He went Sick. three days, four days in a row, and then he got tonsillitis. But, um, Dude, he's so he's, ill. Yeah, I told him to eat some fruit, and he says he eats fruit, but like... No, you don't. You can't get, you can't get tonsillitis. I haven't been sick since I got COVID. Mm. And before that, yeah. I hadn't been like to the doctor sick since... I had glandula. Yeah. So, like, for me, start of July, I think, last time I was. I've been sick twice and like, once in three years. I played footy with it. So, like, yeah, exactly. Bad. Um, like, bedridden. Too. Yeah. So, yesterday. I've we'll, had excuse work sick where I'm like, I'm not feeling well. I shouldn't yeah. come into work today. <laughs> yeah, I've had that a lot. Um, was it Luke? Luke and I meant to go to the gym in the morning. And so, I woke up at five to go. And I was messaging him, Oh, you coming? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh, I've got tons of artists. Can't come. I was like, Whatever. And I was so tired, mm. like dead tired. And I was sitting on the couch. Like, oh, I could just go to bed, but I'm already dressed. And then, and then, um, I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, oh, I'll just like sit in bed for a sec. And I sat in bed and I was like, I really don't want to go. Yeah. And then I said. But I could go. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so we have so the same thing. <laughs> and I started, I walked, I sat in my car for a bit at the gym. I always do Just that. like sitting outside and I was like. Mm, to mentally prepare, be like, fuck I want to, I want to go. I want to go home. I just want to lay in bed for a bit longer. And then I walked in the gym, got in there and just stood, stood in there for a minute, like looking. Look, 90% of it is showing up. Yeah. Well, I just sort of stood there for a bit and I really could just leave. So no, I'll just do some hack squats. And then I did a whole leg section. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like 90% of showing up. Yeah. That was reading. Anyway, I had the same thing. I was in my, on laying on my bed on like Wednesday and I was just like, this is fucking shit. I could just chill out. I've got work tomorrow and fucking, I just chill out. And then I played like this song and it was like, 
And then I was just like, fuck, I can't wait to go. Fully change my entire mood, just playing the song. Yeah. That's going to sound awful on the fucking... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we have a producer tag this week. A producer tag? Shout out to Solstar. Oh, I mean, really? shout out to our producer, Isaac Skalatos. Yeah? Yeah, he helped set up this thing with a compressor and a de What's that? Something when you make like S and P's, it's like you know like P piss that's that's yeah yeah and the airiness afterwards. Really giving it a test right now. But shout out him, so he gets the producer tag on this app. But then he's also letting me set it up so next week I get the producer tag from here on out. Mm. Shout out him. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um but yeah, so I've been reading the sick book, Discipline is Destiny. Fuck, it's sick. Yeah. It is the sickest is the one. It is like me? mental pre-workout, hey. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking sick. Um, audio book? Yeah, audio book um, by Re- Ryan Holiday. Reading this book. Yeah, one well, might work. I'm going to read and fucking <laughs> do shit. Anyway, so good. It's like they talk about all this different stuff. And a lot of what we said is on it. Yeah. Like showing up is 90% of the work. Mm. Get up. And then they give examples. And then it's like get up before fucking the sun rises because like – they talked about this lady and she would write, she's like a famous author. She would get up before the sun would. Then she would write for two hours and then she would get her kids ready for school, go to work. And she didn't have time in the afternoon or she was tired. So that was her time to work. Yeah. It was in the morning. And she was like a famous author, like one of the best authors. Yeah, that's the way. Stuff, just all the small stuff and how it really like adds up. And then like stuff like the pursuit of money is... Money is like a tool but also destructive mm. where it's like if you seek money as like – you can use money as a tool to like create but yeah. then it gives yeah. examples of like like uh, Babe Ruth. You know Babe Ruth? Yeah, the baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one of the best. They talked about him and how he would like – a loaf of bread was one cent, right? And yeah. he had enough money to buy his wife a $5,000 mink coat, Right. So he was balling, but he would spend so much money that at the start of every season, he would have to borrow money from his teammates because he had to wait for his player check to come in. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he was like, you know, they talk about that, like how it can be destructive because it facilitates, you know, destructive lifestyles of overindulgence. They talked about a king and some other guy. Oh, this Kaido. 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 Kaido? No, Kaido. No, Kaido. It was this like Roman emperor um, something and he would for periods of time go from like luxurious to not like common. Like he would eat like berries and stuff. He wouldn't overindulge in food and like he became such like a staple of like like living like, you know, in poverty and extravagance like, you know, that there was a saying in the empire empire at the time that it's like not everyone can be Cato. Yeah. Right? And they talked about like there was this king and he thought he was like, you know, he's a king in like 1500. So he was like, God, I'm a God's chosen one. Like I'm not like everyone else. Yeah, I yeah. am different. So he would overindulge and gorge himself. So he was so fucking fat, you know, at this t- like in this time. And then when he was 40, it like he's like he was laying in bed and at three in the morning he like woke up and he goes, what is this? What is this? This is death. And he died. What the hell? Yeah. And they talked about like that overindulgence, like who, like you must suffer or you will suffer. Like without like, like Cato would like give up. He would like, they talked, eat berries, live like a commoner, work hard. 
And then because of that, the luxuries were luxurious. Mu- yeah, much better. Versus this king well, where the luxuries were mundane because every day. Th- and like, Babe Ruth, have you heard of his fucking diet? No. Oh, cigars. Oh, my God. I'll show you Hunter White S. Thompson tobacco, as well. Chewing tobacco. Do you know who Hunter S. Thompson is? No. Um, have you heard of a book called Loathing in Las Vegas? No. Oh, really? Sick book. <laughs> I made a reference to it the other day and like Caitlin and Steve were like, no one knows that, Sam. Come on. <laughs> anyway, he's a famous like author. Really yeah. good. He wrote a famous book, Loathing in Las Vegas. Kind of a like nut job. Mm-hmm. Like big nut job. Yeah. Like right? crazy. Yeah. Oh, they also in, anyway, I'll get back to him. Um, they talked about JFK and he was on a lot of like, you know, he used to fuck like every day. <laughs> He was a pest, eh? Yeah, he was on like... Because he had heaps of medical issues. Also, and he had the highest approval rating of any president ever. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Um, he, have you heard his speech about secret organizations have no presence? And yeah, like, and then he... Then he anyway, they talked about like <laughs> he never fixed himself. Like he would take a bunch of medication. He was, had a lot of issues. Yeah. And he would take a lot of medication. So he was on like a lot of amphetamines, a lot of like testosterone to boost it. He had a back brace, right? And they talked about like this doctor's like someone that could be, could nuke the world should not be on this like concoction of yeah. drugs. You should, um, you need to fix yourself. And they slowly apparently were working towards like he was getting better and getting less and less stuff off this. But he still knew, like, if he had done this earlier, he wouldn't have needed a back brace. And the, he wore a back brace in the limo where he got shot. And that's why he was so upright because of his back brace. And they're like, Ugh. small stuff like that, you know? Hot damn. Um, yeah, Babe Ruth is his diet. is fucking crazy. I'll see if I can find something. Um, no, that, you know, the saying is like, what, something about money and happiness, you know? Oh, there's a stupid one which people do. Money can't buy happiness, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it That's can buy a jet ski. And that makes I've never seen been unhappy on a jet ski. No, no, no. Yeah, like there's definitely up. definitely rich people that said that one. Yeah, I think it's the overall pursuit of the, happiness. The money right? itself isn't the happiness. It's the not even the luxuries that it fucking just the very basic needs that it buys, like food, mm. rent, water. Like, yeah, yeah. Just the stresses of life. Yeah, exactly. With it. Um, there was something where it was like, I watched this video and it was like this guy and he's like, I don't know, some YouTube millionaire guy. Like he has this like digital marketing yeah. thing and he was on Logan YouTube. Paul. Um, and he was saying like the difference when you make $10,000 a month, that's when you're like, whoa, my like, uh, quality of life has improved drastically now. Like this is crazy. Yeah. And then... When you make 20000 it's like nice. Like it pretty much kind of stays the same. And then he talks about and by and – but the thing is it's like – yeah, so 10000 is when like your quality of life really improves. Up to 50000 it kind of – it slightly improves but it doesn't make as massive of a jump as mm. like, you know, the $10,000 mark. And then he talks about like once you make over $50,000 a month, that's actually when life can like get worse because – it's more taxing. You have to give more time. You're actually getting less like value. Like your quality of life decreases because of like what the extra work and the extra need to get this 50,000 plus a month cost you, yeah. you know, in like time and spending time with friends and family and shit. So yeah, good book. Uh, what's the diet? Oh yeah. So this is his diet. 
Fine. So for breakfast, he'd have a porterhouse steak, potatoes, a quart of bo- a bourbon, ginger ale, and 18 eggs omelette. An 18 egg omelette. What the fuck? He'd have his first snack would be two hot dogs and two colas, Coca-Cola. For lunch, he'd have two raw steaks, two orders of potatoes, one lettuce head with... Uh, bl- actually, uh, yeah, two one lettuce head with uh, blue, blue cheese dressing. Yuck. His second snack would be two hot dogs and two Coca-Cola. Then he'd have for dinner, two porterhouse steaks, two lettuce heads with um, blue cheese dressing, two cottage fried potatoes, two orders of apple pie. And then after dinner, he'd have chocolate ice cream and pickled eels. Pickled eel? <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Isn't that crazy? What the hell? That's fucking wild. Athlete, mate. Feel different. Protein. Yeah. Protein fucking overindulgence, bro. Um, anyway. So, you know, like, why Babe Ruth is, like, famous? Like, one of his things of being fame? One of his, like, claims to fame? Besides baseball or? In baseball. What he did in baseball. Hit homers? Hit dingers? He called his shot. That's like a famous oh, thing yeah. where he gets the batty points out to like center field, called his shot and hit a home run. Um, you know what's interesting about that? Do you know who Lou Gehrig is? No. Lou Gehrig did that the play before. He just didn't call out his shot. He hit a home run the play right before Babe Ruth did. Um, but he didn't call his shot, so it's not a famous moment. Yeah, well, and in fact... Babe Ruth hit the one home run that game. Luke Gehrig hit two home runs that game. You know? <laughs> no, yes. There's something. Anyway, yeah, so this book talks. They have a massive part on Luke Gehrig and he's the bro. He's like, you would love him, right? Well, he's the bro. It's like, it's, like, um, it's like basketball players. You know, everyone knows Tim Duncan's good and all that. But then there's like Bird. Like yeah, Bird called that shit. Told you what he was going to do and he still did it. Sort of like that. Have you heard of like the 80s, like people were hell racist? <laughs> like they were like, do you watch the NBA? To like people, reporters would go up to white guys. Yeah. It's like, do you watch the NBA? It's like, no, I don't like seeing white guys get beat up by like black guys on the court every night. It's not fun to watch. <laughs> and they're like, do you like Larry Bird? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the last white hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's a psycho. Eh? Have you heard this thing? It's like they had an interview and it was like your dad killed himself when you were in high school. Like how do you think that impacted you growing up? And he goes, he couldn't provide for us. And he did what he had to do. <laughs> and then it's like, how do you feel losing to Magic Johnson in the NCAA finals? That's haunted me my entire life. Every night I go to sleep and it haunts me. It's like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> it's like built different. That's fucking crazy, eh? He is like a different specimen, man. There's, um, do you know that Converse ad they did together? Magic and Larry Bird? I think I've heard of it, yeah. And, um... Converse said, oh, will you come out to LA to do it? And Larry Bird's like, no, you come to me. So they went to his like, little farm town. <laughs> yeah, because he's from magic. Indiana. Yeah. And, um, and then they're like, all right, it's lunch break, blah, blah, blah. He, and he goes to Magic and he says, oh, no, nah, you're having lunch with me and my mum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> up really? In, up in the house. And apparently she like, she loved Magic Johnson. It's so weird. Maybe that's where you got no HIV offense, from. No like, this is just major. I would literally thought Larry Bird's from a racist-ass family. Well, I <laughs> like, think he's from Indiana, and Indiana, I think, is where the Ku Klux Klan is from. Yeah. I believe. Uh, 
they, in Indiana or Idaho. I think he talks about... Um, like, I think Indiana... David is, Goggins talks about it in his, as he lives in Indiana for a bit and in a town, they, like, walk down the street during the 4th of July for some parade and, like, part of the parade. I think I've heard, like, on other podcasts, like, uh, this, like, black family, like, this guy, he's, like, married into a black family and they'll be like, oh, how'd you get here? And he's like, oh, I drove through Indiana. And they're like, ooh, were you careful? Like, like... You know, yeah. these people from, like, Chicago, these black people from Chicago were like, we don't go through Indiana. Like, That's you crazy. know, there's reasons why because yeah. we'll get pulled over, you know, shit like that. But um, Larry Bird had, like, a full basketball court at his house and it looked yeah. it looked modern as. Oh, really? Like, like, the ring itself and the net and everything looked, looked like a one from today. I reckon he's still got the ego where he's like, I'll fucking beat the fuck out of everyone in the NBA. No Do one you know Brian Scalabrini? Yeah, White yeah. Have you, yeah, have you seen it? He that had a TV so show. Funny. That TV show he had? Yeah. Well, yeah. he says, like, oh, you can shit on me all you like, but 1v1 me, see how it goes. Yeah, I may be the 400th, like, player yeah. out of 400 NBA players, but I'm also... An NBA player. The 400th best player out of the entire world, yeah. you know, by that margin, you know. It's like, yeah, that's right. It's and the White Mamba, baby. Yeah, it's like, you can give him shit, but it's like, yeah... Oh, you know, this is like final switch. Like right now, I'm a champion. In a year, I tell my kids I played five minutes. In a, a decade, I'll, in twenty years, I'll tell my grandkids I started. In fifty, I'll say I won finals MVP. Yeah, I'm a champion. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Mamba mentality. <laughs> bloody, do you know Jason Williams? Yeah, he's yeah. He's probably yeah. my favorite of the. Wait, is that white, white chocolate? chocolate? Yeah, yeah white chocolate. he's sick. His little behind the back elbow. He's from country, isn't he? He's voice. He country. I have no idea. I know he played for the Kings. Um, yeah. That's, other than that, that and his like passing like. montage. Like other than that, I don't really know much. The elbow one. Yeah. There's heaps. And then there's Kiki Vanderway. I don't know. Oh, I only know him for two K. Absolute shooter. <laughs> seen those videos on TikTok where it's like who was like an over like um, absolute force on two K. And they were like Terrence Ross, and I was like Kiki Vanderway. Yeah. I know, oh, only yeah. know, yeah, I only know him because like Blacktop. Yeah, because yeah, was it you I was versing, and I chose him with Jump. Yeah, like, Jump, Jump knew who he was, yeah. and Jump was like pick him. He's fucking good. Yeah, and then boy, lights out. They always hated me playing that game, eh? Because I like, have you heard of park the bus in soccer? No. Parking the bus is like they score, like team A scores on team B, and then team A floods their defense with players, so it's team. B can never score. Yeah. It's parking the bus. So it's like parking the bus is like, you know, parking everyone in front of the so goal so no one can score. Aussie rules, it'd be like playing a zone. Yeah, it'd kind of be just like so once your you, if wings. You, if you kick it behind, you just push your whole team up to lock it in the 50, basically. Or just outside the 50. Uh, kind of, yeah. But in like just def- purely yeah, defensive yeah, yeah. terms, yeah. Like instead of, yeah. Um, anyway. They would always be like, Sim, you're parking the bus in this game. Because I'd always pick defensive players. Because I was like, it's like fun scoring, but it's more fun knowing you can't score. You know? That was always the way I like to play. Just go Giannis. Just go the cover athlete every time. Because they're always broken. Yeah. Steph Curry as well. Broken. LeBron James. Don't know why. was broken broken. in like one of the two Ks. Because his defense was ridiculous and then his shooting was so good. I'm surprised Wilt isn't broken. Wilt Chamberlain. Do you know what sucks? Charles Barkley's not in 2K. Yeah, that sucks. I'd like to play as him. But Zion's um, pretty fucking close. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, yeah. I would love to play as him, but... Yeah, it's because they want to do, like... They don't think it's fair. Like, they get paid so much. And they should give it... They, like, should... 
that be I, like a salary to like all the players in the game, which is like fair. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was some other reason. Like, that's what I heard, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, bloody two K shit game. It no. sucks. I do want to get the new also one. Also fun though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So this Lou Gehrig guy. Yeah, yeah. He's someone I think you'd like, right? He, um, I got his Wikipedia up because I knew, I wouldn't. It's need not the to G read train, is it? Hmm? The G train. What's the G train? Played AFL. St Kilda. Fraser Gehrig. No. Gehrig. Um. What the fuck's the thing? Anyway, so he when he retired, right? They did an X-ray of his hands over the course of his playing career. So he's a baseballer. Again? Yeah, so yeah. So he's yeah. a baseballer. Same time for the Yankees. Same time as. Thing. They talked about hustle as well. Hey, yeah. they talked about you play until the end. You never give up. Yeah. Because like, in one thing, baseball's brought up a lot. It was like more recent. This was in 1930s. More recent. Um, this one player, he. Knew he couldn't run out this player, so instead of like running until the end, he stopped halfway because he knew he wasn't going to get him. Something like that. Yeah. And he was a good player. And then after the game, um, he got asked like, "Why didn't you complete the play? Like, why did you give up halfway through?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just not my character to like. I know like I've played enough. I know when plays are like you know X Y Z. You know when they're winnable, when they're not. And that wasn't a winnable play. So you know conserved my energy. Something like that." Anyway, at the end of the season, he signed a massive contract, but he didn't sign for the Yankees because the Yankees are like, their motto is like, you play till the end. And yeah. it's like, the owner got asked, like, why? You could have signed this, like, really good player. Like, why didn't you even offer him anything? He goes, stopping, like, hustling sells tickets. Yeah. Stopping halfway doesn't. And it's like that. Like, he instilled that mantra of, like, you play until the end. Like, you never stop. I heard um, um, in basketball the mercy rule for juniors. Yeah, that's stupid. So dumb. If your if your if your team suck, get better. Like, if you if you're not gonna like the sport because you're getting smashed, you're not gonna like the sport. Yeah, exactly. Mess rules just for people's parents' ego, and you gotta learn how to lose sometimes. Sorry, I'm just doing some things. Tough losses make tough winners. Anyway, um, so this guy, Lou Gehrig. Played Lou Jew, or Luke? Lou, L O U, Gehrig. Uh, games, Master, blah, blah, blah. Do, 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 do. All right. So, guess how many consecutive games he played? So, let me go to his. How, much, how many games in a baseball season? That's a good question. It's like 50 or 60. Let me go to his thing. He played from MLB debut 1923 to 1939. All right. There's 154 games in a baseball season. Right? How many consecutive games? Right? All right. So first, so when at the end of his career, they found out that he had a, probably a total of 16 broken f- or fractures in his fingers and hands over the course of his what okay. was it, 16 season. Like 1,500? Oh, <clears throat> yeah, 1,500. Right? How many fucking things was it? No, what, what's that? Yeah. 16-year career, 154 Per fucking, oh, and he had that many fractures, and how many consecutive? Two thousand. So when he got asked, he goes, maybe seven, eight hundred. He played two thousand one hundred thirty consecutive God games damn. without missing a uh, without missing, missing a game. game. Consecutive, oh, right. right? He got hit in the head in one of the games. Right, this was before they wore helmets. Got yeah. hit in the head with a ball. Had to go to the hospital. Was on his deathbed. They were like, he may die. Played the next day. 
went to bat, hit uh, like I think they said a three run, so I guess he got to third base or something. Right? And after the game he got asked, like, how did you play? And he goes, Gonna need more than that to kill a Dutchman. And then they're oh like God. And then he went on to explain it's like, Yeah, I just needed to get out there to make sure I wouldn't like be scared or anything. So I just had to Fuck go and play. Fucking um, the bro, dude. I just think he was so sick. Was it? I seen one, and it was an NFL comparison, and it was this one NFL player that got shot three times, and he missed three games, and then there was one this year, and he broke his toe, and he's missed out on like a whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So I just think there. I think there is. There's a, diff- a difference now in the 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 pay and mm-hmm. like back in the day, they're getting. A normal person's salary to play, and if they're not playing, they're not getting paid. Sort of yeah, thing. exactly. But now they sort of get their insurances. It's like, why should I ruin a full contract? Yeah, exactly. They and can they sit on their ass. They need like their ben, longevity. Like they need to be able yeah. to play and play, and especially play. depending on positions. And stuff. Yeah. Um, who was it? Anyway, you know what's been crazy in baseball? So RBI, right? So how I think it works is it's like I don't know what it stands for. This is going to seem so dumb to all the Americans. It's something so, runs – anyway. It's a measure of how often you hit the ball when you're at to bat, mm-hmm. right? Do you want to know if you if you have a 0.4 RBI, that's fucking crazy, right? Good. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? And you know what that means? That means if you hit 4 out of 10 – you're, I saw this thing. I was like, if you're, if you as a baseball player hit four out of ten balls, you're going to the Hall of Fame. And I was oh, like, doesn't right. that show like it doesn't like you just got to keep swinging, you know? Like it's in like, life as well. It's, it's like, like basketball. Yeah. When I found out, so growing up, you know, I thought like making all your shots is like good. good. Like that's yeah. like you know NBA level. When I found out the average shooting percentage for an NBA player is about. 50% is pretty high. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter if you miss. No, what as long as, you as, long get as for every miss you get a make. Really, yeah, exactly. A, and you're not going to make unless you shoot it. So you might as well go off. Anyway, yeah, so this Lou Gehrig, his batting average was 0.34. Yeah, so out of 1,000. Crazy, hit, man. Yeah. But you would think, like, he hits a third of every yeah. sh- chance he gets. And he's one of the best ever because of that. Well, it's like everything. It's like you only really need one. <clears> like, to hit mm. boxing, baseball, basketball, football, you just need that one, one goal, one punch, one smack, throw. just one energy to hit. Well. No matter how much you throw, yeah, no matter how much you swing, yeah, you, if you, you get just, that one. You success good. is success. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if it's your first or a thousandth attempt. Success yeah. is success. Like you hit a three on your first shot or your one hundredth, you hit a three. Yeah. The outcome's if, the same. The percentages is off, yeah. but you know, outcomes the same. And if you if you win. Off one or off a win one. is a win is yeah. a win. Exactly. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, a shot, a shot, um, not taken is a shot missed. You, I, I, you should listen to this book just for this Luke Gary yeah. thing. Like you would, he's the talk about him is like legit mental pre workout. They talked about. Have you heard of the yips before? Yeah, yeah. yeah like in golf and in like pitching, Everything where you has just their version yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like it's like a cold even if Josh Kennedy had it for a while with his long like little like yeah. gallop. Um. He talked about like the yips and someone was like, have some alcohol before and that should chill you out. And he did and it worked. And his coach goes, Lou, stop that. You need to fix it the right way and that's the wrong way because he's seen like players yeah. get a, become alcoholic because of it. 
And after that, Lou never had to be told twice. He stopped because he knew that that wasn't the right way to yeah. get over it. He needed to like so actually the do it. It's like a cold streak. Like, it's like you're mentally yeah. like it's not there. You like just, yeah. you don't have the confidence in like, like your ability. Rob, Rob Whitaker for a bit in UFC as well. He had it sort of. I think after his knockout to Israel, he sort of had a bit of a. No, 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 no. That's, that's what he said. The yips is like Ben Simmons with shooting. In basketball oh That's God. the yips Where it's like You can't You don't want to do it But yeah. you still do it And then it's he Because you don't It's like Oh fuck it, That's the yips crazy The yips in like Golf is like You go to swing And then like You second guess yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. You It's just, a lot of second guessing Because you don't want to fuck up yeah. Which makes you fuck up Which reinforces yeah. Like I shouldn't The fuck up Yeah It's a negative, ne- yeah, negative it's, it's a real mental It's yeah. a mental crux Essentially Anyway he got over it It's like Um he talked like he would play until he couldn't help the team win and then he decided like he couldn't – he started to get like Lou Gehrig's disease, which I think is when your muscles stop working. Mm. He died hell young, like Shit. 30-something. Um, I reckon – was it? He died at age 37 from Lou Gehrig's disease. They named it after him. Oh. He um, – what's the word? He would play until, like, yeah, like I said, until he felt like he couldn't help the team win. Yeah. And then he, um, what's the word? <clears throat> and then one day he's decided, I'm not helping. Like, he made a play, like a good play, and his team celebrated. Like, fuck yeah, Lou. But he was like, I've done this play a thousand times. This isn't a celebration. This is, like, the standard. Yeah. And now I'm getting celebrated for the standard. Like, obviously, I've fallen off. Um. So he called his agent. He's like, I'm going to retire. And they're like, like at the end of the season, next season, like no. when he's like, no, right now I'm done. I can't help them win. And then <clears throat> they called for the first time in 2,130 games at Yankee Stadium. They called a different player at his position. And then the announcer did this out of his own like, you know, wanted to do it. Goes, ladies and gentlemen, let's give a round of applause to Lou Gehrig for st- you know, for sitting himself out and not, you know, not being yeah. told and like the whole, um, you know, stadium standing. Then he actually gives a speech and it's like, yeah. you know, he says something in it and it's like, I put it on my phone. He said, it's like, you have, you have to do your best while you still have a chance. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And I feel like that means a lot from someone who gave it, Everything. Everything And the only thing that stopped him is a disease there's, That stopped him so early There's something admirable about athletes Like calling their own time Not being told to finish Yeah But just knowing when it's time Like D-Wade Yeah, exactly um, Bloody Josh Kennedy For Australian people um, Well, there's heaps Do you reckon Kobe got told to, Oh, no, he, he said he's done Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant um, he talks about it in his book. Well, look at Brady. Brady was like, I'm not done. Came back. He's going off now, isn't he? Since he's divorced, he's undefeated. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he's been divorced since the start of the season, though. Because <laughs> yeah, in his Twitter bio, it was like family, football, God. Now it's just football and God. <laughs> it's like, fuck them kids. <laughs> he's so... All the people like to talk shit on him. It's like, the, if you ever feel bad, it's like, imagine losing your supermodel wife who makes more money than you to lose at football. It's like, come on, bro. Like, he's the bro. He's the man. I, I'd Tom say, Brady's the best athlete I'd of all time. I'd say he's the... Last white goat. hope. No, he's, no he's, <laughs> he's probably the goat. Of, I think so. Like, like, in terms of success and... 
winning. Yeah, like I think we've talked about this before. Like Jordan was third overall. LeBron was first overall. You know, fucking all these players were so highly touted. And, and he, he was, was 199. Round, he? he was 199th pick. The second last, is it? In the I don't know when, what round that was. I think sixth oh, round or something. Know. But he was 199. And then he, I think I told Steve this. I was like, I watched this documentary or something. I don't know where. He's got six rings or seven? Seven, I think. Fucking, that's crazy. That is crazy. He's got more wins than any other team has wins. When and when someone wins that much, I don't think people realize. You know, there was a stat at one point where Tom Brady is more likely to win a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three, based on percentages. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I don't think people realize how hard it is. Yeah, to win in a professional league, you got to think like everyone's so aiming NFL to win. So NFL is there thirty-two teams. Yeah. Thirty-two teams, and in the last 10, 12 years, he's won seven. Uh, no, nah, last 20. 20 years, he's won seven. So that's half, but uh, not quite. But that's fuck. So not even every team has won one. He's, mm-hmm. Oh, I saw the one stat, and he's won more rings than it was well over 50% of the league. Who? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has more like... He has, uh, more, than, he has more than his old team, um, the Patriots. Yeah, he has... So the most Super Bowl... Titles go to the Patriots with six and <laughs> and the Steelers with six. And then I think it's giant New York Giants with like four yeah. or maybe another team with five, four or five. It's only been right? like 50-something Super Bowls, hey? Yeah, 50 plus, a little bit more. And Tom Brady has seven himself. So he's, Tom he's Brady has more. And it's not like he was just like some guy on the team that got a ring. He was the, the guy final, on the team. Finals MVP. Yeah. Do you, what was that game, the Super Bowl, where they were down by like 30 or something and they had a quarter to go or something ridiculous? Oh, Falcons, 28-3. And then Tom Brady just IQ of a fucking I watched that game. That God. was a fucking ridiculous. Insane. Dude. You know, and it's also like... Laser, like fucking just yeah. robotic bullshit. And that's why you play to the end. Yeah. You don't give up. 28-3 to three is a monster. It's also not like... It's not just the score. It's like the fact that in three quarters you haven't been able to do anything and to still be like, we're playing till the, you yeah. know, till the end. Fuck, it's cool. Well, it's like there's always games where you see people get blown out in a quarter. Mm. Like some teams Fucking Eagles versus Collingwood First yeah. quarter We got smashed And then won it Yeah You know But it's If that other team can score that In a quarter You can do it Yeah If anything That's my thought as anything well Anything the I, other I, team can do In cricket that happens Where like a team gets bowled out for 100 And I never think like Oh lol they're going to lose I always think like Well if they got bowled out The other team's got Like yeah. it's, the it's the same the, pitch It's, the like, it's there. like Yeah like, the magic's in like the pitch. It's at happened. That point. It's just happened. Like, it's not impossible to happen again. Yeah, I agree with that. And bloody football! I can't wait to play footy again. Yeah. Do you know What's last it? last year? So not not the season just gone the one before. Mm-hmm. When I finished, I was sort of like, "God damn, thank God, I'm done. I need a rest. I'm cooked." That's when I just did my ankle and everything. This year, when I finished, I was like, "Fuck." I want I more. Go back. <laughs> I want more. And then after our Prezzo night, because I didn't, I didn't seeing the results of our best and fairest and stuff. Mm-hmm. I clearly didn't play as well as I thought. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And then that made me even hungrier to come back. I was like, fuck, I got more. Sorry, I got so fuck yeah. In, I know I'm ramping on about this book a lot, but it's genuinely fucking so sick, right? Um, there's a few quotes I got from it. 
having the lead is a little lonely, you know. The lead. Yeah, the lead. You know, like um, to go far, to go slow is to go smooth. To go smooth is to go fast. I like that one because mm. it's like instead of rushing into things, you just kind of got to take a step yeah. back. All right, you know, and make a plan, and then like make things. You know, I like that. Um, this one I think reminds me of what you just said where you're like hungry for it. Mm. It was about this lady and she was like perform and after she would perform, like this was in the 1930s, so like weird shit. Um, she'd perform and then afterwards what, there was a bird show, right? Like these birds would do all these tricks. Yeah. Right, these cockatoos or whatever. And she would say when she came off, like her music, like, you know, have you heard of Pavlov's dog? That psychology thing? Yeah, he trained it's like stimulus it where it's like on the Yeah, when you bell. ring a bell, like there's stimulus mm. that creates a response. Her music when she would come off, right, the birds would hear it and the birds would like start freaking out because it's like it's their time to do their thing and that means they're going to get treats and yeah. stuff. And she said it's like you can't let the birds be more excited than you. Yeah. You know, like you can't – Like I thought that was sick. Yeah. Like you can't let the birds be more excited than you at your fucking thing. Yeah. You know? Like they're clawing at the cage ready to come out and fucking perform. And that got me going. I was like, fuck yeah. Like you got – like, yeah, you got to go. Oh, I love all that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. a phenomenal book. It's so sick. Um, do, you, do you know what I reckon is underhanded these days or just not thought about a lot? Is the actual impact of your mentality on anything like sport and just your mental brain power or yeah. your ability to push through? Yeah, well, it's like a I man that thinks like, he can and a man that thinks he can't both are right. It's like everyone places a lot of value on that talent and doing it and mm. being able to work and stuff. It's like, but the one thing that's going to stay there the whole time. We're going to be with you from point A to point B is your, your thought, your brain. Yeah, like your, exactly. Your yeah, it's like I see all these quotes about that where like in the book they talked about like mental fort- like a fortitude of your mind because yeah. it's important because it's like, yeah, that's the, your driving factor mm. through it all. It's like the way you think about stuff. Yeah. And it's dictates like – and it's also like one thing I've like kind of realized over the last like 12 months is like – you always have that thing where it's like for a workout, for example, let's say you have 10 exercises to do, three sets each, right? Mm. And let's say you get to the ninth one and then at the ninth one you go, I'll just do two sets of this and yeah, two sets of no, that, no, yeah. right? Uh, uh, uh. And it's like you've just been like, well, you've only cut out two sets. You've done most of the work but then tomorrow you'll cut out two sets yeah. as well because you just did it. It's easier. And then after the end of like the 10 weeks, you haven't just cut out two sets. You've mm. cut out... 40 sets and it's like that's a lot of like stuff which like um have you seen this graph you know like you should be better than you were the day before yeah someone like graphed it and it shows you if you get 0.01 percent better each day right versus 0.01 worse each day and they graphed it and by the end of the year, you are thirty. If you get better, you're thirty four percent better than you were at the start of the yeah. year. And like it's, and the exponential growth happens in the last like hundred days. You know, That's the first cool. two hundred and fifty, it's like you're like four percent better. The last the is where, and then you got to think the next year, you start at plus thirty four percent. It's only gonna, yeah, you know. And then the worst thing as well, if you're not like trying to be a better person and stuff. Do you know? You're just gonna fall into a chasm. A good, a good um, way of thinking I, I go about, especially when I'm running, because I hate running. 
um, my way of thinking is always no matter how far I run or how far I'm going or is what I have done will be a waste if I finish early or like it'll just be down the drain unless mm. I complete it. Yeah, I think of that as well. Hey? Yeah. I'm like, so if I'm at the gym and I'm doing my reps and sets and stuff, and I, like, oh, I'll just do two. It's like, no, I've done a full workout. Like, I don't want to waste that. On yeah, I get what you mean. It's like early. Yeah, it's like the goal is five. Like, let's say five k's. I've done four. Yeah. Like, then I've just I've wasted four k's to not do the goal. Mm. You know. And I'm the, always just like get to half and then once you're at half, like get to three quarters. And once you get to three quarters, yeah, it's like yeah. you're done. Just finish it. Yeah. You know? Three quarters is too close to giving up. Like it's too like bad to give up on. Just always just always think of that as being too close to give up. Once you start, you're close that much closer to the end already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Starting is that as we said, like the first the steps part. are hardest. Yeah. yeah. That's what I told my mum. Run downhill. Yeah. You just need the momentum. Mm. Israel Adesanya talks about it. Momentum is a powerful thing. And he talks about when he Ooh. analyzes fights, he's like skill and then he does, he actually brings he's up momentum. It. He says, momentum's a powerful thing and to have like, and it, you know, and he's right. He's on. He's, he's on. Yeah, that's a good transition. Pereira? Uh, Portan. Um, Alex, so Alex Pereira. Yeah. So his nickname guy is... guy to have knocked him out. Yes, but that's, Bullshit in fairness. And it's kickboxing. Like it's kickboxing where they do have bigger gloves. So, you know, yeah. and in that, I've watched the two fights. The first, I skimmed through the first one and he lost. And I think Israel won the first. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he won rounds one and three, right? Yeah. In and that fight. Three round fight. Yeah, three round fight. And he lost. I don't think that's fair. And then in that fight where he got knocked out, I saw something and they were saying, like, oh, he got in up. the first round, like, Izzy was fucking him up mm. and knocked him down and he got an eight count in that fight right so and they have bigger gloves yeah in that thing so now if they're smaller gloves if he could knock him down then he could knock him down with smaller gloves but at the same time like portan like so his name's nickname's portan because um his coach calls him that gave him that nickname because there's a ancient brazilian warrior that said had like hands of like you know, death yeah. or something like that. And he gave him the nickname because he also has like the touch of death, yeah, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now I've but had it all before, man. Pretty cool. Bloody, what, oh, hap- what happened to the eraser? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't do much erasing and you stood there and got... You're, you know, he's never, he doesn't have a win against anyone in the UFC. Who? Um, Paula Costa. Costa. Doesn't he? Yeah, everyone he's fought in the UFC has retired or been cut. His last three fights, Rockhold. His last win against Rockhold, Rockhold retire. His win against Johnny Hendricks, he retired. retired. Win against Uriah Hall, retired. retired. Win against um, Yoel big, Romero. Big trap man. Quit, uh, cut from the UFC. Then fought and lost against Izzy. Yeah. He has no... Yeah, it's weird stat. Oh, he... Um, did you see a video of him not getting tested for, uh, by Asada? And then he like, like it's celebrating and laughing. He's got one. He's up there. I saw a um, statistic about that Asada, mm. about the most. Te- it's fucked, eh? What about it? All the champions get tested the most. Yeah, sort of makes sense in a way, but like. Well, that's fair. They are the like integrity of the sport. The champions. Yeah, you know? but I don't get. Like, I don't get why they get tested so much. It's it's crazy amount more. Like 
So what is there, five? I guess it's also like you got to think they have the most to lose. By all accounts, they, they have they everything to lose. You know? Francis and Garner's up there. Your, um, Yoel was up there and Costa was up there all because they're fucking jacked. But honestly... Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Costa was a used to be a power lifter. Like, yeah, okay. like an Olympic level, like high, and high level power I lifter. I don't think people realise your testosterone gets naturally boosted... Being successful for one, mm. so it's a, yeah, that's there's a, a correlation one, between success and testosterone. High test, and then also, do you know even just working out your leg muscles gives you a slight testosterone boost because mm. they're so big. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Muscle group. I think there used to be a, a bodybuilding of... fad where you would before every workout you'd hit your quads or th- yeah. um, and hamstrings because that stimulate like growth and that stimulates mm. the release of increased human growth hormone. So they would like, think like. Once you exercise that, your body's starting to release human growth hormone at a higher rate. Let's work on our shoulders and upper now as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I don't think that's true. Though. I don't think that's true. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Because when you're doing strength and power, you don't want to, um, the whole thing is do your strength and power at the start and yeah. start off with that. Otherwise, it's just yeah. Do you know who you're like Dorian Yates is? No. He's a bodybuilder from like the 80s and 90s really good i think he was him he wrote this book um and it was a memoirs thing and it was every day he would get up and work out and he would write the weather of the day shit like that and like yeah. how he felt how his exercise felt like going into it, it's like hungover tired good sleep good rest xyz you know yeah, yeah and then he would go through his workout write every exercise he did the amount of reps how he felt while doing it like strenuous weaker than yesterday mm. you know stuff like that and do you want to know what correlation he found none you can have, wake up well rested have a shit workout or have a good workout and you can wake up hungover sick and have a good workout or a shit workout yeah. there was no correlation the only thing that was constant was him working out you know? No, well, and it was it wasn't also. I think it also wasn't like as he worked out more, there was an increase in like good or bad workouts. It was consistent. It yeah. was just like you're gonna have good workouts and bad workouts, and the only thing that matters is you rocking up tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, the other day I talked about how I didn't feel it, wanted to go home, but mm. I'm tired. I did yeah. like two forty on hack squat, which is which I can't is heavy. I hurt my knees, hey. Yeah. I get that. Which well. means I, I think Caitlin said that actually means I should be doing them because I need to strengthen it. Just add a light weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, like I wouldn't do heavy. You should break it down as well and do your calves, hamstrings and quads all individually to build everything around it. Oh, true. Yeah, because I don't want to do my knee. And you should also try massaging everywhere. You might have a knot somewhere. I found that out when my knees hurt once. I had like heaps of knots in my calf. I had like oh, three. Really? Interesting. With your body... It's 90% of the time <clears throat> never what you think it is. So if it's your knee hurting, it's probably not it's your not, knee yeah. causing pain. It's actually it's like, else. oh my God, I'm doing it again. In the book. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. We should call this episode In the Book yeah. because it's like, in the book, they talk about this coach at UCLA or UCS, USC, sorry, and this basketball program, right? And it was the, he's like the most winning coach in NCAA history at the time, right? And a good story after he would, he would get high, the high, like the best recruits in the country, right? And on the first, so people that have played basketball, you know, all throughout high school, fucking great athletes. And on the first practice, he would get them in and he would say, I know this is stupid, but I'm going to show you how 
you tie your shoes and how you put your socks on. And he would go through and he'd demonstrate how you put your socks on and how you tie your shoes. And he said, now this is mundane and this is stupid, but this is important. You sw- and it, the chapter goes on to, you sweat the small stuff because he would ex- the coach would explain, when you don't put your shoe on correctly or your sock, that can lead to X, Y, Z, you know, like extra like this in your foot or your ankle, which leads means your body's going to compensate, which is going to lead to injury, which means you're going to be out. Mm. And more importantly, I don't have time when you, I say you're in, I don't have time for you to quickly tie your shoes up. When you're in, you're immediately in. Yeah. And it talks about like you sweat the small stuff because that's the foundation for the bigger stuff, you yeah. know. Like, you know, a player can't dunk if he's like, you know, Shoes aren't tied, mm. you know. You got to sweat yeah, the small yeah. stuff, yeah. But yeah. fucking, that's what I mean, bro. Everything that book oh is like God. fucking phenomenal for just like, yeah, I I'll should be doing this because it does book. mean like I'm better. Um, nah. Yesterday at work, I need to chuck a piss. Are you good to I, talk for a bit? Yeah. Yeah, I'll still be able to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday at work, a customer came in. He was American, uh, older guy, and Sam is USC Utah. Utah, what's their college or university? Uh, college or university of Utah. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. USC is University of Southern California. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so this guy's from that college. Just a random guy and asked me if I played rugby or football or whatever. And I said, yeah, I play Aussie rules football. And then he said, um, I can get you in contact with the coach of the college because they might need a kicker. And I was like... Oh, what? And he said, yeah, you look like you can play rugby. And I said, oh, no, I'm quite happy with football. And he goes, oh, why is that? And I said, oh, I just don't like the concussion side of rugby, especially if I'm a kicker. Anyone behind the ball? And he said, no, nah, you're big enough. <laughs> I said, oh, I don't know. I think that could be a bit bigger, brother. I'm not that big, am I? And he said, no, you're huge. And Sam, I need you back. Oh, you're back. Yeah, I'm just going to get water. Fuck me. What? Uh, I just get water. Um, but yeah. No, I thought that was weird. You tie you. Okay, we're back. Don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I don't know where. I can't even check where we're up to with the audio because my computer is on the like my computer's so fucked. Yeah. We'll just we'll just pick up from NFL. I think we might yeah. have been talking about. Quarterbacks and stuff. Um, yeah, they're like destined to play because they're like they show promise and there's so much money in them. Yeah. So much. You know who Josh Allen is? The bro. He's the bro as well. Oh really? Quarterback, farm boy. All the best ones are like oh, farm, farm boys. boys. Eh? Farm boy strength. He was good, really good, and then he wrote a letter to some college coach. Was like, please consider like looking at me. Like I'm yeah. a, like six five. Built athlete, blah blah blah. I've thrown these are my records. Please look at my tape. Consider me. Like he wasn't getting looked at. He had to write letters yeah. to get. You know. Anyway, he went to some state, um, some college. Played pretty good. Went in the first round, but people were like, "Why the fuck did you draft him?" Yeah. And then some cornerback was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make you regret drafting him." You know, like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's the bro. He's fucking so killing it, dude. He's one of the best. He's top three in the league, I reckon. Really? He's phenomenal. That's so good. So good. He plays um, for 
Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, and their nickname is Bills Mafia. He, I've oh, watched... Oh, Bills are playing really well, aren't they? I've never... I started watching it like 2016, 17. Never seen them good until he joined, hey? He genuinely, he's the cat, like, cornerstone. What is he? Quarterback. Quarterback. Turn that franchise around. Far out. You know, That's they cool. went to, in the 90s, they went to three or four uh, Super Bowls consecutively and lost every single one. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Sucks. <laughs> that's that's a mental one. That's that's like fucked, a eh? um, oh, Do you know what I reckon they need? I don't know if they actually do this, but you know they're recruiters. They need a um, fucking psychology degree, I reckon, mm. or a or a special sense on gauging people. Because like, I feel like there's definitely traits in people that would make them better athletes. Yeah, that makes like, sense. I feel people who grow up in a Family of siblings would mm-hmm. make a better athlete than a single child. Jordan. Yeah. Well, LeBron. Did LeBron have... No, he was single child. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's ex- obviously exceptions. And that's LeBron. If you can't see he's going to be good one day, you're fucking blind, obviously. I just mean... Yeah, um, but that's also more, like... More for the ones like... Is it Josh Allen? Yeah. The ones that aren't on anyone's radar. Like the grind. You can just sort of be like, oh... I have a feeling he's going to... I've got a list of books that you've got to read, eh? Um, is that another book? There's a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. She is so sick. She's so sick, bro. She was like psychologist and teacher and she talks about this thing called grit, right? Yeah. And it's something that... And it doesn't matter how much grit you have right now. You can always build up and have more. And the whole book essentially, to nail it down, is this person wasn't very good. But they had grit and they stuck to it and now they're phenomenal. That's the entire book. Yeah. So it talked about like, okay. have you heard of West Point? It's like a military school. Military school. Um, incredibly difficult to get into. You need to be top of your class academically and physically. Mm-hmm. You have to have all these commendation awards. You have to have a letter from your Senate, senator or the president to get in. Shit. Like it's fucking hard to get in, right? Yeah. So it's all, and it's like, so the entire, like, <clears throat> your entire um, cohort, mega high achievers. Mega chads. More than 50% drop out after the first six months. And she wanted to be like, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah. why do 50% drop out when the entire people, they're all super high achievers. Like, what is the difference in it? And they, she talks about grit and it's like. All these different people, like the, the fact that they stuck to something and continued, and they never like were afraid to get things yeah. wrong. So they talked. She talked about this one, and he was like scored really bad in maths, so he's in like the lowest level maths. Mm. And then he just plotted along and did well, and then he got moved up to normal. And then he didn't do very good at the start, but then he plotted along and started doing really well. Got moved to the advanced, and yeah. then in the advanced, he did really bad, and. He was like, there were teachers like kind of expected him to drop back down to normal because it's like, you know, if you're averaging like 80, 90 and then you go to failing, it's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go back down to the easier class. Yeah. Right. But he goes, no, no, I'll figure it out. And he stuck to it. And now he's like an aerospace engineer, you know, and he started in the worst maths class, you know, but he had this grit to stick to it. And they talked about, do you know who Steve Young is? Ethan's uncle. No. <laughs> um, he's a famous quarterback, one of the best of all time. Yeah. And they talked about he, he was fucking bad. And then over summer, he would just throw football at like the side of a barn or something yeah. for 
on nonstop and he would just like wouldn't couldn't take his mind off it. He had to like get better, be good. Yeah, he wouldn't let himself not be good. Great. And they taught you. It talks a lot about the psychology of like yeah. how people get good, and like it's fucking sick. It's a only audio book I've had where I've listened to it like twice back to back. It's fuck fu- yeah. It's so 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 sick. I bet give it a read. Yeah. Another one, which is sick, um, talks about Outliers. Yeah, by, it's by called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. We should just we should just call this book club. <laughs> it's there's so many good books. Hey, that like oh, uh, the one so I'm like now. mentally. Yeah, yeah. You talk about a book now. Um, <laughs> I've talked about like the two. one I'm on now. I sent you a quote of it and stuff the other day. It's called the. Have I talked about it on here yet? What's it called? The Goggins one. No, the world's fittest book. It's by Ross Edgley. I sent you a quote from it and the quote was um, those who have never been to the edge and looked over will never understand that it is better to live one day as a lion than a lifetime as a sheep Mm. the ones that have been to the edge know that hard times don't last forever but hard men do (laughs) that's the royal from the royal marines yeah but this book is sick Um, so it's this guy Ross Edgley and he's sort of similar to me did the same degree in the UK but he finished it at about 2008 Eight or something, mm-hmm. so way earlier. And um, he says a lot of his mates went on to like, institutes of sports and Olympic teams and stuff to do that sort of stuff. But he sort of understood that fitness and sport isn't, isn't concrete. Like, it isn't set. It's still relatively new stuff, so he wanted to go out and figure his own stuff out. That's sick. And um, his first stop was to South America. <laughs> And he worked with Native American uh, cowboys. Yeah. So these guys, you know, very into the land, go buffalo and get cows and bulls and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, he says these, because they're up in the mountains, they're in the Andes. Yeah. These guys are the fittest, like aerobically fit people on the planet. Like their lungs are mint. Wait, what country are they? Sorry. Um, Where are the Andes? uh, So it's like a mountain range. Yeah. I don't know the country though. Yeah, because um, I'm just thinking because I was like, I think it's, I don't know. But yeah, yeah go on, go on. Anyway, um, he says, yeah, they're the fittest guys ever and they live off oh, yeah. alcohol America. and soup. Like, literally, that's it. And he says there was this one guy, the head, the boss, and he was just like, didn't know his age. They said, the cowboys said after 50, he stopped counting because he just didn't think it was relevant. And he said he had the fitness of a... 30-year-old, and he was around 65, 70. And he just... This is why he wanted to do what he was doing was to see why, like... Obviously, you're not going to drink alcohol and have soup and be as fit as these guys. Yeah, what is that? It's their environment. And he's, yeah, he's doing all this stuff to find out what it is. Like, that makes... What is fitness? Like, that's what he's trying to do. He found out... um, So the leading studies of fitness is American Institute of Fitness and whatever, blah, 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 all these. No one institute could have a definition of fitness that agreed. Oh, really? No one knows, like, no one can agree on what it is. We? So so his next stop was to this, went to Russia. So this is obviously modern. This is back in 2009, I think he said. And he visited this gym. And in this gym was an old uh, Russian soldier dude who became a world-class wrestler. He's like 65 or something. And um, he went there and his first day there, the Russian guy said, all right, get on the mat, we're going to wrestle. He said, 
for two hours nearly, this 65-year-old Russian wrestler fucked him up. Mm-hmm. And <clears> this <throat> Ross Edgerly dude is not tiny. Yeah. He's, not, he's like an athlete. He says himself he's an athlete. And then he gives him his, this book. The Russian guy gives him his book, and in the book is all his training he's ever done, like throughout. Really, got it all ready for Fuck, him. Do you remember the name of this Russian guy? Um, it was. It's a very Russian name. Because there's this Russian wrestler who I've heard Rogan talk about as like crazy athlete as well. Where yeah. like he they in like the heavyweight to like a hundred plus yeah. kilos, and like he's he six foot l- four hundred and four kilos. Or something like that's that. what I mean. It might be this guy, yeah. and it's like in one of the. Um, a, like Olympic tournaments or like world tournaments, this Russian guy just picked some like hundred kilo man up and just tossed him in the air. Like he was spread out, so you spread your weight out, so it's harder to lift you up. This is what this American guy yeah. was doing. And this Russian just picked him up like he was nothing, flipped him, pinned him, and it's just like well, inhuman. Could have been this dude. Yeah, that's what yes. I mean. That's what it sounds like it. I can't remember the name though. And it would be very, like match the age or very match the age. Ru- like Yuri or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something anyway, like that. um, he gives him his book. And basically, from a young age, when Russian kids show like promise in sport or performance or whatever, they um, get them on this program and not drugs. This one was back in the day. And it was like a fundamental. Is it Alexander Carlin? Kralin? No, no, I don't think it was that one. Okay. This guy was 6'3, 130 kilos. Shit. That's a big boy. But um, the thing is like fundamentals. It said. Mm. Don't train, only train this and then train specific. And it was basically broken up into push, pull, jumping, running. So they wouldn't get them to run fast. They'd just get them to run and not stop. They uh, wouldn't get them. I guess to, I think that's like the mental of it. They'd do hundreds of push-ups, hundreds of jumps, all this random shit, but like very basic fundamental. Ooh. And then from there, when they did the sport, they would just find out the little weaknesses and tweak them. And oh. like, it's all about very fundamental. And that's, that's what I'm up to in the book so far. That's so cool. And he's, yeah, he just sort of gets more specific on like how to train properly. That's sick. We, that's should, so we should write a book. You do, we should do a like uh, environmental versus genetic analysis of fitness. Yeah. Where we come with like, a, well, you'll come with like a program. Yeah. And a measurement of like fitness, like aerobically, strength wise. And then <clears throat> I would do like the genetic, we get a like genetic sample and we can like relay yeah. like, you know, an expression of X, Y, Z is shown here, which increase, which is why, like see if there's genetic correlation well, yeah, between like, like high aerobic well, versus aerobic, high strength, you know, stuff like that. Training, obviously and see sure. whether the environment also affects the, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Well, I know sick. aerobic training trains your, not only your lungs, <clears throat> but you know, your heart, you got to look mm. at that as an actual muscle, trains your heart muscle. So it beats better, like it's yeah, yeah, stronger, yeah. so you beat less. Obviously, when your heart beats less, it's going to last longer. It's like an engine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that makes sense. And it also increases your oxyhemoglobin count or hemoglobin count so you can carry more oxygen in your blood. It's cool. Yeah, i got to think like that. I'm going to start running more now. It's Thinking uh, about like the heart as an actual muscle and trying to train it. Yeah. Well, that's all you're doing when you're running. Is yeah, you're training. True. Training the muscle because your heart is it's involuntary muscle, <coughs> obviously, but it doesn't mean you can't train it. Yeah, that does make it. a lot of sense. Um, that's why I like using my watch now to get my such a good investment, hands down. Get, thick investment. Well, eh? you know, you, in sport you got your well when you're training you've got your heart rate mm-hmm. levels like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. one 
you got your base resting heart rate, then you got your warm up heart rate, then your aerobic, then your fucking anaerobic, then yeah, you yeah, your yeah. max. Training at your max is the one you want to get if you want to fucking really improve your strength and blah blah blah. Jumping. Yeah. I guess that makes it sense, eh? And then, like, if the engine can push further faster, yeah, then the whole body is going to be lifted, eh? A good premise is, um, if you are a runner or mm-hmm. a sports person, training your max is good in pre-season because. Obviously, if your max velocity is high, your max strength is high, mm-hmm. your middle and your lower strength and your lower velocity are also going to be high, just as a sort of, like you yeah, graph yeah. it out, you know? So, here's your max, here's your bottom. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to raise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sort of thing. That's sick. It's crazy I how good sport. books are. Yeah, it's so, yeah. All this, like, mental and physical like, not discipline. Not just all this... Yeah, and like the building of like being a better person. I always find myself so lucky that I got my degree. Like yeah, I'm like. like slowly, yeah, coming into like realizing like I actually love like yeah. guys studying and analyzing stuff. It's so interesting and, and doing that type of thing. Yeah, and I like, and the reason this guy in the book that I read, I'm reading, sorry, didn't want to go on to this stuff is because he wanted to find out his own yeah, stuff path, and find yeah. his own way and find out what worked for him and what would work for normal people. Mm-hmm. Like he's it's basically a book to help you train. That's like sick. The, I might read it. One of the chapters Let's is talk. how to be the best at your sport, oh, and it really? talks about that Russian guy, the fundamental stuff. That's sick. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's like yeah. So if you build the fundamentals, yeah, your base is going to be that much wider where you can just sort of build up. And yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. When you look stable. at it, like yeah. When you visualize it and stuff, yeah. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Other book you should read is uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. But great book. Only book I've... One of the books I've read where I'm like, no fucking way. Just for like reading a chapter or listening to a chapter. I'm just like the whole time like, that's crazy. Because it talks about like the luck in way like certain stuff, you know? Yeah. Like the luck of when you're born in correlation to your ability to play sport yeah. and your ability compared to others. So like talks about in Canada, the uh, ice hockey year starts from January 1st to December 31st. Mm-hmm. And it talks about like, so the difference between like, if you're born on December 31st and me born on January 1st, isn't like the difference between our development isn't going to be that big. Like by the way we start puberty and yeah. stuff like that. But where we end up in the playing ice hockey is going to be a lot different because People that start, because the ice hockey is like from, you know, first to, yeah, gen, yeah. you know, start of the year to the end of the year, you're going to be playing with people that have almost 12 months of like, you know, have hit puberty almost 12 months earlier than you have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get, yeah. So they're going to be more bigger, more physical, faster. They're going to have all these advantages. I and guess then that that's works. going to lead into, well, they're better. So they're going to get picked for the higher grade. Yeah. So they're going to get higher level coaching and more Early, tactics and they're going earlier, to earlier. And they're going to have it able to like this understanding of basic foundations and fundamentals yeah. earlier. And it's all this like, like one small thing a day between, you know, you being born can have such a massive impact, mm. you know, stuff like that. And then like being born in different socioeconomic classes, like it talks about yeah. like you wear like middle class, you know, you know, um, but people born like its example was like someone born in an upper class versus lower class, right? And this upper class guy, he like almost killed his professor because he hated his professor yeah. at college. 
but he only had to do go to like therapy and was completely fine to stay at university versus this other guy who just wanted to get his classes moved from the morning to the afternoon because he couldn't make it to school in the morning. And they said no and he dropped out. And it yeah. talks about like people from lower class, they like their hand they're dealt is the hand they'll play. But people from like upper class, it's like they have more confidence than being like, no, I want a different hand. You know, yeah. so they'll shake, you know, shuffle the deck to get a better hand. Like they're more comfortable with altering how things are rather than accepting how things are. Yeah. And it's just small stuff like that. And like Bill Gates talks about the luck he had like with computers. Like there were three computers in the entire like teaching like computer science at the time in the entire country and he happened to go to a school that offered that and his parents happened to like notice he was getting bored at the public school and had enough money to send him to this private school. Oh my God. And then it happened that he was in the same year as this other kid whose parents owned this um his dad owned this company that was like a computer science thing. Oh, yeah. Which means after school and on holidays and on fucking weekends he could go and practice. You know, stuff like Same that. lines up. Like yeah, like... Stars like, aligned. Yeah. Shit. Well, this one guy, he like... He's behind all the code of like the internet pretty much. Mm-hmm. And to... This was when like computers were like massive, like the size of rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he went to Michigan and it just happened that his dorm was right next to the computer science lab. And it just happened to be that they found out that instead of... You're supposed to pay like a dollar for like 15 minutes... But it just happened that they found out there was a code you could implement which let you have unlimited time on the computer. So the combination of that, not having to pay and being right next door to the computer science lab ended up with like he just had unlimited time, time to just yeah. fucking build it, you know. And like, Get that 10,000 hours. Yeah, and here's the reason behind like the internet, like the coding for the internet and the way it's set up is because of him. It's stuff like that. It's a crazy book where like small like little changes like really impact like, you know. It's like someone's gone back in time and pushed lined like, everything up for them. Yeah, it's fucking, it's cool book. Really cool book. What's that one? Outliers by Malcolm yeah. Gladwell. Fucking sick. Really right. good book. So everyone's getting a little book club going here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely highly recommend these books. They're just good to, and it's like, it's just mental pre-workout where it gets you hyped to like yeah. be better and progress and like do oh, something like meaningful. 100%. You know, meaningful to you at least. What's um sacrifice? Sacrifice. Yeah, humans. Peterson talks about that. Humans like are the only ones that can sacrifice, and that's why we're so advanced because we understand that concept of giving up now for the greater good. Because animals don't per se. Yeah. Yeah, and like we can also understand like sacrifice of time and like effort for like a greater giving. That's no, just some guy walking. Um, no, that's anything cool. else to talk about? Um, I think I'm pretty good. Bloody, we'll do, do a quick recap of the fantasy. No, I was just, I got two things. Oh, yeah, you go, you go, you go. Big news, big news in the Pokemon world. Oh, yeah, all right. Ash did it. Oh, he become the world champion, eh? Better than no one ever was. Oh, yeah. my God. I saw it on TikTok this morning. I was watching it. I was like, fuck, dude. Because I was like massive Pokemon that. kid as a, um, I remember in kindy we had a dress up day and I dressed yeah. up as Ash. Like I love, I had Pokemon all through as a kid. I've dude. seen, um. The, the Pikachu, because that was his last. Mm-hmm. He got knocked down, didn't he? And then he had a. He won against one of the fucking guys, one of the dragons or something, and then he had to vest the Charizard. other guys Charizard, and he got knocked out. And then it's like, it's him getting picked up by each of like 
Ash's Pokemon. From the start, like Bulbasaur and, and Squirtle yeah, with the glasses and, and Charizard. Uh, oh, and the Butterfree's there. Yeah. And then it's like goes through Septo and Sinnoh. And then, oh my God. It was just like, it made me tear up. I was like, fuck, dude. And then he did it. Oh, and the animation looked so good. <laughs> fuck, bro. So he, what's, it was what happened so next? fucking cool. Uh, it just that whole nostalgia trip yeah. for me was just like, fuck, man. Like, what does Ash I do next? Though? What's the next series? I think he's being retired. I think they're stopping and they're starting a different person. Or a, twenty years, twenty-five years. I done. think that's what they. That's why they did this grand tournament. World champion. They did this. I think that's why they did like a grand tournament to be like. I thought they were going to do the old, like, make him lose the thing again, you know? Yeah, because I think he's lost everyone. I think, except for the Sun and Moon one, I think yeah, he Yeah, no, it. he just recently won, like, yeah. the last series. So, 25 years, and he fucking did it. He became... He with Pikachu. I saw, yeah. And I love, like... I remember seeing it. I saw this thing, it's like, Ash at this very first season, he's like, oh, I'm going to be better... Better than like, like any, yeah. better than anyone, and now he's like the world champion, better than everyone. I was like, oh fuck, bro! And then it cuts you know, to Professor Oak, yeah, yeah. rubber gloves. And it just cuts to like Professor Oak and like his mum, and they're watching it with all the Pokemon, and they're yeah. all like crying and celebrating. Oh, um, that's and it's like, fuck, dude, that's that's like the ultra like nostalgia nuke for me, just like. <laughs> Did it, dude. You fucking like, did it. And Electric's always been my favorite type. Electric and Dragon. So I was like, no, of course. I'm going to get Pikachu. I'm gonna I do get like Pikachu. Steel Dragon myself. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, I always liked <laughs> Lightning and stuff in video games. Yeah, that's cool. I always liked that shit. So I was Lightning and Fire is pretty cool. Yeah. Are you going to get the new one? Yeah. Uh huh. Which get one? Switch first. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Violet's got Salamance. But Scarlet, the one with the red... Is that the red dragon? Red or purple. Have yeah. you seen his shiny? I'm going to... It's like black. Like, I'm going to get Scarlet. I was going to get it from the start and then I, I was, was like, maybe I should it. get Violet. But I was like, I think I'm going to get Scarlet. Some of the Pokemon in it looks so cool too. Have you seen the Paradox? Pokemon? Par- yeah. So they're the, the future ones, aren't they? And the past. Yeah. So Violet has passed. It looks so... Don Fan's ones are pretty cool. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite yeah. Pokemon is Fanfy. Yeah, from the movie. Did you ever yeah. watch the movie? Yeah, so that's why I always liked it. So in every game I could capture him, I would always Ed get Tate? him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd always that's get... Like one of the only movies I've watched. Heaps. I would get... Yeah, same. I and watched all them the unknown. Um, I would always try and get Fanfy because he was yeah. my... I like the little elephant. Yeah. My favorite. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I'll probably get past the Scarlet because I also thought that was a cooler one than the Electric... The, like, future guy. Yeah. But have you seen, like, future Tyranitar and stuff? It looks fucking yeah, sick, dude. That's what I said, like... It's sick. I don't know. I know. But I it's know. sick. It's going to be such a cool... I've seen, like, clips and stuff. Yeah. On, oh, my God. It looks so cool. I'm like, excited. when you fight, there's also Pokemon I've in the background. I've never got a like, yet, though, so. It literally looks like the Pokemon movies where, like, you walk <laughs> around this Pokemon and you fight <laughs> in this Pokemon. Oh, dude. So fucking sick, man. It looks incredible. What, what was the other thing you had to talk about? You had one more. Oh, fake Twitter. Yeah, the fake Twitter stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah that was fucking funny. Have you seen the insulin stuff? No. Uh, insulin or penicillin? Insulin. Yeah, insulin. Um, so this company, this pharmaceutical company, so Elon has bought Twitter and it's like you pay for verified to be verified and it's in the midst of everything changing over to that. So this guy, he made a fake 
Twitter account for this uh, pharmaceutical company and he got it verified and he said, um, we're making insulin free now so people don't have to die, right? And then everyone's like, fuck yeah, blah, blah, blah. Because they thought it was real because it was verified, right? Oh, no. Um, yeah. Hold on. What's the company's called? Insulin's for diabetics and stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry. One second. Not prepared. Oh, yeah, I know. My bad. All right. Found it. Think. Um, anyway. So, yeah, they were like, we should make it free. We're going to make it free. And then everyone's like, fuck yeah. And then the company, the real one, is like, this is not our um, blah, blah, blah. This is... What the fuck is it called? Sorry. Eli Lilly and Company. So, it's called Eli Lilly... Yeah, that, that's what I want. Um, yes. All right. Sorry. I'm going to restart. <laughs> I define the stock prices because that's also pretty important to what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, the fake Twitter. Um, so, Twitter, you can now pay to be verified. It's still everyone's kind of figuring it out because it's in the midst of that. Um, so, so, this guy made a fake account for Eli and Lily, which sells insulin, right? They well, his The fake account's like, free insulin. It should be free. We're going to make it free. And then the company, the real company had to be like, this is a fake account, uh, you know, at their thing is we are the real company. This was a fake, yeah. false statement. And then people called on, it's like the creator of insulin made, never copyrighted it, made it free so people wouldn't die. Why the fuck are you guys profiting off of it? It should be free. It's like, you know, and then they got heaps of backlash. Like why are you profiting off something that like the inventor wanted to save people's lives? Like yeah. this is so wrong. This is literally profiting off like the um, disease of people, mm. right? Anyway, their stock price uh, was 366, 368. No, I didn't know. 368. And then after that was announced, they lost oh, 6%. Which isn't a lot, but that's billions of dollars for this company in the end. They lost hundreds of millions of dollars from like a fake tweet. And then I think another company, someone else did it to another company. Like they were like (laughs) some Lockheed and Martin. I think that was the company which sells... um, Yeah, Lockheed. Um, That's like a weapons company. Um, they were like, yeah, we're, someone made a fake account, verified it, and was like, yeah, we're making, we're stop selling weapons to the Middle East and Saudi and Israel yeah. and Palestine. And then I think their stock also dropped by 20%. <laughs> so they yeah. they went from four, almost 500 to, uh, yeah, eh, not that much now, to 460. So, yeah, they lost they lost a bit of cash. Oh but you also got to think, it's like, oh, they only lost like 40 bucks on the stock price, but that's over like hundreds of millions of stocks. Yeah. So they're losing like billions of dollars from this, you know? It's so funny. Yeah, which is crazy from one person. It's giving me GME vibes again. Yeah, a handful of people are like, yo, this would be funny. They spend $8 and they've cost companies hundreds of millions to billions of dollars. Like, shit. Surely Elon knew this, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's the point. Like, it's to shake things up. I've also seen, like, people like, yeah, Elon's going to fucking fix Twitter and people like, Elon's going to fuck Twitter. It's going to be a shit show. What the fuck are they thinking? So far, it's a shit show. Yeah, but to be expected. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't use it. I don't give a fuck about it. I don't know. Who cares? I only just seen memes on it. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. 
Taquito's taking over Rio. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, like I did that. see that one. <laughs> Chiquito, Chiquito. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, I think I'm pretty tapped out. Boo. I think we still got like 10 minutes left. We have to do. Um, talk about how Giannis hasn't played this week in the uh. NBA or getting stitched up. Next time I uh, next time I find something interesting, I'll do like a mini report, like on that Luke Garrick. Yeah. So I have like like concise. Good. Like, did you hear this in the east? In the east? Um, that would be fun. Oh, I'm starting MMA soon, Muay Thai. Sick. I don't think I will because I'm scared. I am. So I don't want to get CT. Nah, uh, because I. Lame. Oh, oh no! I do have a funny story actually, buddy. So. Dude, Brunson went off today. It's to do with David Goggins. You know, you know how he talks about taking souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a funny one. I told um Luke at the gym the other day. I said that I've got his soul in a in a jar at home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got home and I wrote on a stick um a sticky note Luke's soul and tucked it on a mason jar and sent him a photo of it. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Um. Oh, for the, for anyone that doesn't know, taking souls is a concept um, David Goggins uses to explain when you're like competing against someone, if you for even for a second outlast them or outdo them in anything, you've beaten them like mentally and you've got their soul. Mm. And he talks about it uh, when he's doing one of his uh, what do you call it hell weeks, um, and the instructors are watching. And usually all the people training get fucked, like physically rooted and stuff. Anyway, they got to carry their boats on top of their head as a, as a team. And by the point in where they're at, they, usually the teams are so exhausted and stuff. And David Goggins tells his team, boat crew two, to start bench pressing the boat above their, not bench pressing, overhead pressing the boat above their head as they're running. And so they start doing it and saying, you can't kill boat crew two. Anyway, and apparently the instructors just look at him and they're just, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then from That's then sick. on, don't didn't pick on him again because they knew, like, oh, they're cooked. And they took their soul, the instructor's souls. Yeah, I've had have heard stuff like that. That's fucking cool. That's what I'm going to do in footy next year. Take their Take soul. souls. Fuck, I, guess I told dead. Luke if he's ever watching a game, come up to me and tell me that someone has taken my soul if I'm playing average. I felt that'll fucking rev me up. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it would. I eh? can't let anyone win. Yeah, yeah, you do need. It's always the mind games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mastering the mind is important. I'm getting there. That's why I did psychology yeah, I'm for a semester. Realizing it as well, like pushing towards being better, and following my advice and being like, yeah, this and this, and actually like listening to it and doing it. You know, it's like um, the other day I was thinking, am I too pushy with my friends getting them to the gym? And they like, ah. Not really. If they don't like me and they still go, I'm getting what I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, but it's also like, oh wow, you want what's, what's yeah. you want what's best for me? Fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? exactly. It's like, oh, well. it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to help you. Either like, way, it's in you your brain. Best you. I'm in your head now. I like going. I love the fucking gym. Gym. It was a babe the other day. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit, dude. What are you? So hard. What's she doing? Bench pressing? She was just talking to her fucking PT. This dickhead PT at the gym, but <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> no, he's some old guy. I was like, fuck. She was a babe. She was so hot. 
You should have gone up to him and like, oh, um, hi. Are you, are you here for your PT? Can session? you spot me? I'm here to do your PT session. Is that you? <laughs> that old guy looked weird. Really funny. <laughs> Fuck, she was a babe. Um, yeah, and then I went and did incline bench and fucking smashed out twenty reps of fifty. Just oh, nice. Doof, 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 doof. What what's your what's your four reps on bench these days? What do you mean? Oh, I don't really haven't done that heavy in a while. Mm. I did 70 the other day and I could get it moving. Like I did 60 and I was like, oh, this is moving easy. And then um, and it was doing 70. I was like getting that easy. But I didn't want to do 80 because like the, there was only one bench free. And, you know, like when you re- re-rack it, yeah. I literally had to extend my arm all the way to the top. Like it was high. And mm. I was like, I'm not doing 80 because if I can only get it like two, like, Two thirds of the way. That's not going to be enough. I had to you fully your extend bench press, it. Like the no. Oh, good boy. No, Luke told me about that. Shout yeah. out the boy that doesn't go to the gym has a lot of good gym tips. He uh, mentioned that when going. I was with you. He's been gone. Leave him, Ben. He's going to listen to this and he's going to cry again. He's going to be like, I'm going to come back on the pod. It's like, I heard you've been talking shit. And yeah, I yeah. have, bitch. <laughs> Fucking oh, win yeah. a game. Has, has, win has, a game, has, pussy. How's we were exactly right about that? <laughs> Fucking fantasy now. Yeah. We've switched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apart from Lockie. Yeah. Oh, he's up there to this week. He's Vessendale. Yeah, true. Sorry, Dale, but you know. He's only beating Dale by like 20, though, at the moment. Yeah. In fairness, I wasn't beating Don by very much. <laughs> One of my days, I had like all my entire team play, and there was like, Five or six players combined yeah. got less than a hundred points. Like well, they scored so bad. I sort of just thought, I was like, oh, it's going to be weeks like this where just no one's playing fully and uh, everyone's getting arrested or whatever. Was, you just got to take it. Yeah. It's, what is it? 14, 15 weeks. So, hello. All right. Oh, what the fuck? Sam's one, take two. Oh my god, what the fuck? It's never Yeah, I need a new laptop bad. This is not good. Rut roll raggy. Um we'll see how this sounds. If there is sounds. It's probably just, a good just thing. Continue on with your Um Yeah, so this is a public podcast. I'd like to make one thing. I'd like to say one thing and one thing only. Luke, your team's fucking trash, son. I don't give a fuck how this league goes for the rest of the year. I fucking want, bro. <laughs> Suck it, dude. Not to mention, Luke, my best player, played twice in seven days. My second best player is out for a month. I still fucking beat you, dude. Now, we can make a lot of assumptions here, but the only one thing is true, and that's I'm fucking better, dude. Honestly, you sh- I will send you... If- is going on all right so trash talk we're gonna save it to next week my computer is shit itself i don't know what's happening this may not come you've, out you've had your pcb fuck <laughs> goodbye <laughs>